Welcome to Season 5 of the Excel Still More Podcast. I'm still your host, Chris Emerson, and I'm here to encourage you in your walk with the Lord, and I'm glad you've joined. The program continues to be sponsored by Cunningham Financial Group. John is a good friend, and he's helped me and my family in everything from stock and mutual fund investing to annuities, life insurance, and retirement planning. I certainly commend him to you. If you have needs in any of those areas, you can reach him at 615-895-7773. Thank you again for your ongoing encouragement and support. Let's get started. Hey, welcome and thanks for listening. I hope you're having a wonderful morning, if it is morning for you. It is for me and I'm having a great one. It's actually quite rare for me to be recording episodes before lunch. The normal cadence or rhythm of my workday week is home until lunch and then office until dinner, and I record up here at the office. But this morning at 8.30 a.m., I had jury duty in downtown Tyler, which probably should mean that the morning is not going super awesome, and there's no way I'm up here at the building before lunch speaking to you. But things worked out a little differently than I expected. Short story alert, I got there a little bit late. I walked in the courthouse 10 minutes after I should have. Like 200 people had already gotten there before me, but there was still a line, so it's not like they were waiting on me. There were about 10 of us who came in late and got at the end of the line. And just before we got checked in, while we were literally standing right in front of all of those people who had been sitting there for 30 minutes, the clerk announces that the room is full and she's going to let the last 10 people go home. You can probably imagine the groan that went over the room and the glares that they passed towards us while we walked out. The clerk did say to us rather loudly to keep the mob at bay that we will most likely have to get rescheduled. And then the room kind of snickered like we slackers were getting what we deserved. But as soon as we got outside in the hall, she shut the door and said, actually, you guys aren't going to get rescheduled. You can just go. So we were the ones who got the last laugh, and I was out of there before 9 a.m. So I tell you that story just to explain one of the reasons why I'm so jovial this morning, although maybe we should move on from it unless today's episode title is Rewarding Bad Behavior. Because straight up and cover your kids' ears, the next time I get called into jury duty, I'm not walking in until 8.40. Okay, now that I've got you thinking less of me than ever before, let me get to the second and more important reason that I'm super excited to share this episode with you today. Last week in the sports world, particularly NCAA Division I girls softball, there were some beautiful and powerful things said about Jesus. Maybe you heard the interview. It was all over social media. There were three Oklahoma players, Alyssa Brito, Grace Lyons, and Jada Coleman, along with the longtime head coach of that team, Patty Gasso. Today in this episode, I will read for you exactly what they said, and we'll talk about the implications upon the greater sports world for student-athletes, as well as upon all unbelievers who may have heard them, and I hope that you come away encouraged and on mission. To put it plainly, I want to be more like these girls. I want to attribute everything that is good in my life to the provisions of the Lord, But at the same time, I want to be able to openly state that when things aren't going well, or if they potentially may stop going well, it will not rob me of what I have in my Savior. I think sometimes our concept of evangelism is explaining to people the things that they need to do. And while you and I know it's important to show people what God demands of them, 
The gospel in its fundamental form is the message of the presence and the power and the goodness of Jesus Christ. As you'll hear in their quotes today, their team motto is eyes up, which in sports usually means just kind of looking around and assessing the situation. But for them, eyes up means setting our eyes as a team on Jesus. I want you to understand today that shining for Christ and making a difference and leading people to salvation begins with your eyes and mind and mouth principally centered on Jesus Christ and your unfailing message that when you find him, you will find peace and there's nothing this world can do to stop it. So I think you're really going to enjoy the content today. And if you know someone who is near their age, high school, college, young adult, share this with them. It's just another beautifully simple example to suggest that we don't need to be ashamed of our faith. So let me give you a little setup going into the interview. The Oklahoma softball team is unbelievable. They have already won two national championships in a row, and they were looking to add their third last week up in Oklahoma City. They were just about to face off with the Florida State Seminole team, number three in the country, very good, in what would be a best two games out of three series. Florida State's record was really good, but Oklahoma had won 51 games in a row. They were something like 60-1 and for the season. It almost has this incredible David and Goliath feel. One of those stories where I tell you that Florida State came out of nowhere, stopped the juggernaut Oklahoma Sooners, and yet this team was able to nurse their wounds in the arms of the Messiah. But that is not how this went down. In this case, Goliath beat David. Keep in mind, Goliath was not a murderous, idolatrous monster man. But the stronger, better, more dominant team won. Oklahoma won the first two games, ended the season 60-something and won. NCAA record 53 consecutive wins and secured their third title. But this, to me, is still a very intriguing angle on this story. Going into the interview I'm about to read to you, they knew they were the better team. They knew with great confidence that they were going to win. They were reigning champions, rulers of the region, on top of the collegiate sporting world about to set a record that no one would ever break. And here's why I explain it that way to you. We could do an episode about people who hit rock bottom and they could have given up, but instead they set their eyes upon Christ. And a story like that would carry incredible weight. But there is also great honor, and maybe even more so, in leaning on Jesus and giving him credit even when you are at the top of the mountain. When everything's going great, it's easy to take credit for yourself and not even imagine that those things could fail. But these girls found their identity in Jesus Christ even while on top. So in that way, they had already prepared themselves to be strong and hold together and stay at peace, win or lose. Okay, let me jump into the interview itself. The girls were asked on the panel how they kept their joy intact under the pressure of a long season. Senior infielder Grace Lyons pointed to Jesus without hesitation. She said, the only way that you can have a joy that doesn't fade away is from the Lord. Any other type of joy is actually happiness that comes from circumstances and outcomes. Joy from the Lord is really the only thing that can keep you motivated in a good mindset, no matter the outcomes. Thankfully, we've had a lot of success this year, but if it was the other way around, 
Joy from the Lord is the only thing that can keep you embracing those memories, those moments, friendships, and all of that. That's really the only answer to that because there's no other way that softball can bring you that because of how much failure comes in it and how much of a roller coaster the game can be. So just a quick follow-up to that opening statement. You might find it neat that my family and I were in the car on the way to services the other night, and we heard the interview for the first time on the radio. We were just talking to Nick and Ella about sports and their teams and things related to that, and then this comes on. Grace here has touched on such an important and fundamental concept that I trust you understand goes a whole lot farther into life and will go a whole lot farther into her life than just a softball season or collegiate career. Really, I just love the idea that she understands the difference between joy and happiness. She says, look, happiness is an emotional reaction to your circumstances. So when things are good, you feel it, and when things are not, you don't. But joy is deeper. Joy is connected to the divine, and God never fails. Happiness may be unfindable in certain places, but Jesus can be looked upon in any situation. Keep in mind, this team had just come off of back-to-back championships, and Grace was a part of that. But so was another student who was on that panel that day. Junior outfielder Jada Coleman spoke up on this very same thing. Reflecting on last season, she started by saying, I was so happy that we won the College World Series, but I didn't feel joy. I didn't know what to do the next day. I didn't know what to do the following week. I didn't feel filled, and I had to find Christ in that. I think that is what makes our team so strong, is that we're not afraid to lose because it's not the end of the world if we do. Yes, obviously we worked hard to be here and we want to win, But it's not the end of the world, because our life is in Christ, and that's all that matters. I've just got to pause again here. You cannot help but be impressed with that. These are girls, 20 to 22 years of age, total winners, center stage, national television. And in this particular case, this young lady found a relationship with the Lord recently, within the last season, because even on the heels of great accomplishment— There simply was no joy in her heart. Like I say, rock bottom can do this for us, where we've tried everything but the Lord, and we finally are humbled enough to raise our eyes and our hands and call upon his name. But don't discount the top. The top of the mountain. A pocket full of money. Getting everything that you ever thought you wanted. This world and everything in it, even the best things in it, can bring you happiness for a while. But those things are not great enough or consistent and trustworthy enough to seed true peace in your heart. It was from that place of emptiness when she should be full that she cast her eyes on the Savior. Interesting side note about Jada Coleman. She's an amazing athlete. If you go to her Instagram page, you'll see a lot of photos of her making big catches in seasons past. But this year, she only has two posts. One of them is from the championship game last week. She's celebrating on first base after a hit. But the only other one for 2023 is a series of photos from March when she was baptized. Underneath, it's written Romans 6, 3 and 4. Baptized into his death, buried with him, and raised to walk in newness of life. I am a witness to others what Christ has done for me, and I am so joyful to share my testimony. How awesome is that? Obeying the truth, becoming a child of God using her platform to share that good news. 
So again, these are amazing things being said on a panel, being interviewed on national television. I think actually this was after their first win against FSU before they sealed it the next day. And there was one other student athlete with them, superstar junior Alyssa Brito. And here's what she said. She said, I think a huge thing that we're really just latching onto is eyes up. She referenced how players can be seen making two circles with their hands, putting them over their eyes like goggles, and subsequently pointing to the sky after making a big play. Addressing that, she went on to say, and you guys see us doing this and pointing up, but we're really fixing our eyes on Christ. Like they were saying, you can't find a fulfillment in the outcome, whether it's good or bad. I think that's why we're so steady in what we do, in our love for each other and our love for the game, because we know that this game is giving us the opportunity to glorify God. Once we figured that out and everyone was all in with that, it's really changed so much for us. She ended by saying, I know myself. Once I turned to Jesus and I realized how he had changed my outlook on life, not just softball, but understanding how much I have to live for, that brings so much freedom. No matter the outcome, whether we get a trophy in the end or not, this is not our home. We have an eternity of joy with our Father. Yes, I live in the moment. But I know this isn't my home, and no matter what, my sisters in Christ will be there with me in the end when we are with our King. How incredible is that? It's not just one student here or there. It is a team that has come together around their love for the Lord and His eternal heavenly promises. And again, I love how Alyssa is saying it wasn't just one or two of us. This began to permeate our entire team. It's really incredible for me to think that these girls, years later, will be able to look back and reflect on three national championships. But more importantly than that, they will be able to look back and talk about how they found the Lord, and they found each other, and they learned what life was about. And while you might be a little cynical and say, well, that'll pass, and they'll just sort of settle into life, but the kind of boldness for the Lord they were showing in the moment when the questions they were getting were not about Christ— They were about the game, and the people asking the questions probably would have wanted to talk about anyone else other than the Messiah, and yet these young ladies set an example for all of us. You might wonder how all of this got started with this team, and this is another really cool part of the story that speaks to the way God uses those who are a little older to help inspire and direct young people to the Lord. In an interview with Patty Gasso, the longtime head coach of this team, She spoke about how faith has been a part of her life for a very long time, but how shy she had been about it in her work and with her students. She actually went through a pretty dark period around 2010 where there were some accusations that she was favoring Christian athletes over unbelievers. She said it got her down and she nearly quit coaching, but the next year they brought in a chaplain, Sarah Roberts, to help work with the team on things related to faith. And that really inspired her to be bolder about her beliefs. She said, quote, probably around 2010, the Lord kind of woke me up and was like, you're doing this wrong. You're not here to win games. You're here to open the door. You're here to win souls. You open the door and let them in, and I'll take over from there. She went on to say, after that, that's when everything changed. And of course, looking back at that 13 years later, you can say that everything changed. But when you break it down, here's what it looked like. Someone in her life helped inspire her to change. Not to embrace faith that she didn't believe before, but to be more open and honest and vocal about her strength in Christ. 
the result of her change led to changed lives for these girls. It's reported that there are regularly baptisms into Christ associated with this team. It's like this beautiful hymn that we sing sometimes here at Lindale, written by our sister in Christ, Ann Stevens. The song is simply called Apples in a Seed. No one can count the apples that come from a single seed. At least, not if that seed gets planted, if it gets fertilized, if it's allowed to grow. But if the seed is in your pocket, I can tell you exactly how many apples you'll get from that. So look, we only have a few minutes left today. I feel like I could go a half an hour just talking to you about how it felt to me to hear this interview in the car with my family the other night. How emotional it was for me to see the pictures of the baptisms and the quotation of Romans 6. And really how personally it touches me for somebody like their coach, Patty Gasso, who had faith to decide to stop hiding it and the difference that she has been able to make. I think for today, I don't want to focus as much on how you're going to be more evangelistic or what the outcome might be or how to start sort of widespread trust in Christ like we saw on this team. And I want to focus more on the very fundamental idea that starts with you, putting your eyes on Jesus. Eventually, the whole team started saying, eyes up. And all of them together were putting their attention on the Lord. But that started with just one or two people with a small group fixing their eyes on the Lord, putting their attention on the value of being a Christian, seeding their hope in his promises, and having an even keel, joyful demeanor, winning or losing, because in Christ there is only victory. Can I appeal to you more to do that? And it doesn't have to be circles over your eyes with goggles as you literally look up into the sky. But the Bible certainly challenges us to center our lives on the presence and identity of Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 12 says, Since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. That passage is intense and needful, and I think we'll come back next week and we'll look at Jesus in the throne room of God. I did an episode a couple of years ago about the throne room And I want to follow up on what you see when you take your mind's eye and you cast it toward heaven and see Jesus. And look, you might wonder in reality, Chris, what is this all supposed to look like? Is this Jesus t-shirts? Is this hands in the air looking up into the sky? Tell me what it means to walk around with my eyes on Jesus. Well, for some of us, it might be using our mouths to say things about him, to proclaim him. Some of us have character traits that make that very natural, gifts from the Lord for sharing. But even if that's not your gift, just your consistency and the joy and peace you hold because of him and the way you subtly and personally but consistently display that can have a massive impact. I want to brag just a second on my son Luke. I mean, it's the end of the episode. Who's still listening anyway? But he is not one of those people who's super vocal and outgoing and wears much more Jesus. 
t-shirts. But in the cafeteria at UT Tyler, where he goes to school, he'll just sit there and read his Bible, and it's opened up conversations. He and his golf team just finished up his freshman year, and he didn't go around preaching to them, but he just didn't use profanity. And he kept this even keel, winning or losing. From just simple Christ-centered things like that, he has become a leader on that team that they look to for stability. They have just about completely cleaned up their language, and we were even blessed a couple of weeks ago to have one of his teammates come and worship God with us. The key, of course, is consistency. Lowest lows, or as in the case of Oklahoma, highest highs. Show the world what you're about, or more specifically, who you're about, and who you are, and what you feel because of him. And maybe your family, or friends, or co-workers, or teammates will embrace the team concept of eyes up, because they can see that you have your eyes on Jesus. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you enjoyed this program, will you share it with someone you care about? One thing I've learned over these five seasons is that there's nothing as powerful in advertising as word of mouth sharing between friends. Speaking of friends, let me once again commend you to give John Cunningham a call. He and his team have a wide variety of tools to help you use your present budget and life to build towards a more secure and hopeful financial future. Once again, you can reach him at 615-895-7773. And always remember, whatever you choose to do today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, excel still more.